0: Ladies and gentlemen and all those in between and outside of those constructs, welcome to another episode of the Samurai Professionals Podcast, a podcast where two young professionals bring issues to the table and we chop it up. I'm your co-host Marvin, a.k.a. Young Saint, out here trying to be somebody's son to somebody's daughter. It's getting cold outside, cuffing season is upon us. Um, You know cuffing season is big boy season.
1: (laughs) But we ain't have a winter in like three years.
0: Skinny niggas, it ain't your time. See you next summer. Y'all niggas out of style like them H2 Hummers. <laughs> Skill! you. Psst. Black dress. Black dress. What's up, black? Your favorite teddy bear's back.
1: <laughs> he got skits in the intro. I like that.
0: <laughs> Come sit in this passenger side. No, baby, the Lexus, not the Caddy. Oh, my name? Just call me Cuff Daddy. Oh, shit. He got new nicknames, too. <laughs> Mr. Unproblematic, but I'm still a problem. That man beyond. Charles flexavia Xavier. Captain of African America. We don't aim to please, We aim for the head. And the man to the right of me
1: can only be. A known traveler. Pre-checked and passport on deck. It w- it's wheels up in 48 and touchdown in 51. I take off with my amigos, but I'm flying solo on this one. Mr. One Way on the Runway, Captain 30,000. I'm getting these sky miles in. I touch both coasts, from South Beach to Venice, to Big Apple down to the Big Easy. Believe me, when Mm. I'm in the A, life is peachy. At cruising altitude, I'm miles above you, but let me stop playing. It's time to check in. Check my ID. I be who I say I be. Who else but me? The The F F and F and D D is Frank. Let's chop it up. Let's chop it up, my bro. Cuff Daddy. I like that. Cuff Daddy.
0: Hey, you know, um, came to a nigga, you know, low key just chilling. I I noticed it was cuffing season. Cuffing season was coming up. But like we knee deep in, like we 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 like, like we already in training camp at this point. I was no,
1: did you? Well, it hasn't been cuffing season for me for a long time, but ain't I mean, November's around the corner. Like, ain't that game day? Scary, right? Yeah, man, yeah. it's almost
0: here. I mean, you've been yeah. LMA boot up for like for like seven years, kid. Like, I don't I don't know what to tell you.
1: True, true.
0: Cuffing season year round for you.
1: It is, it is. Some seasons are successful. Some seasons are rough, but it's cuffing hey. season year round.
0: <laughs> hey, you know, um, sometimes you gonna Sometimes you gonna have a four. You gonna have a you know a little four and twelve season. Like you know, you got some game. You learn some things. You know, you learn some things about your team. Certain people you got to let go. Certain people you keep. Um, right.
1: What I can say, we never had a dolphin season. Never had yeah. a dolphin season.
0: No, I don't I I mean I've been to the playoffs a few times. I ain't never I ain't never won a ship, though. You won a championship. Like, you know what I'm saying? You the patriots of this shit right now. Um <laughs> I'm I'm just I'm just, you know, I'm just consistent this shit. You know, I'm like the 49ers. I'm always in there, you know, but I don't ever, I don't ever really do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> In the long run, nobody remembers the runner-up. Um,
1: Ain't that the truth.
0: Nah, man. Uh, coming off of your birthday week, hey, I don't know if y'all know, but Frank got flewed out for his birthday. I did. I got flued out.
1: I can say that now.
0: I said, welcome back, sis.
1: <laughs> I appreciate it. Feels good to be back. Yeah, man. My wife took me to New York. Never been. Always wanted to go. And she surprised me with the trip to New York, man. It was awesome. Um, I say this, prior to going to New York, I was one of those people that used to that used to be like, man, what's the hype about that city? It can't be all that. Because everybody speaks so glowingly of the city. After being there, not to say I agree with everything they say about the city, but I can understand why people like it. Like, let me ask you this. When you hear Broadway, what do you think of?
0: Um, Stomp. I think of The Lion King, Hamilton.
1: Now, would you believe me if I told you all those shows was happening at the same time, in the same, like, two or three block radius? At the same time. See, that I didn't know.
0: I'm thinking,
1: like, see, being from Miami, not really being to other places like that. Like, I'm thinking... Broadway was... Yeah, that's where shows take place at, but they had to share one theater, like the Adrian Arch Center. You had to share one nice theater to put on these big shows like Stomp and Lion King and Chicago and so forth and so forth. But when we get there, it's literally like a little district. It's like... I'd be lowballing if I said maybe 10 theaters. You know what I mean? Like, there's theaters everywhere, but every theater... Like, when we get, like, I guess you would consider a blockbuster show, like when the Lion King comes to town and they're advertising it all all over the place and that's the Broadway show to go to, every theater is showing a show like that. And it was like, damn, like, I now I understand when people's like, there's always something to do here.
0: No, I can feel you. I feel you. I, I Like I said, it's on my short list, too. Um,
1: you would you definitely know, appreciate New York.
0: I'm glad to hear that, yo. Your wife, uh, I, I realized I made it to the post when she posted the pictures about y'all being in New York. I was, I was the first name tag. Like, you know, this ain't a PlayStation, but you know, <laughs> this ain't the PS5. But she, you know, this this might be better. I agreed. It was better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but I got a question for you. I know you got flued out. Did you feel? Did you feel required to fuck?
1: Oh no! Yeah, she got heavy dick.
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay.
1: She got an ass ate too. Because you know you don't have to. You got rights. Reclaim your dick. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, no. I took care of her.
0: Okay. All right.
1: I showed my appreciation.
0: As you should. As right. you should.
1: Now, nah, but all in all, it was a dope city. The weather was great, which I was happy for. Because we, I mean, you don't really rent a car in New York. Traffic is crazy, bro. Just to, before we get off it, just to give an example how crazy traffic was. We landed at JFK around 4 o'clock, which is rush hour. And we had our our friend Juno pick us up from the airport. He lives in New York now, so he picked us up from the airport and took us to where we were staying. It was an hour and 30-minute drive. Coming back home, we booked an early flight. So we was out the hotel by, like, 6 a.m. on a Sunday. Mm. That hour and 30-minute drive was a 20-minute drive going back. (laughs) I'm thinking that, okay... This morning drive gonna be about an an hour forty five minutes, something like that. When I saw it was a twenty minute drive, I'm like, ain't that some shit? I'm like, traffic is a motherfucker here.
0: You never know with that shit. That's why. That's why those people. That's why they be. That's why everybody be in such a rush. Cause you always trying to, to 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 mitigate being stuck in traffic. Like like oh shit, the last thing I want to do is be stuck in. I don't want to be late to work. Cause you late to work, they don't give a shit if the if the L train wasn't fucking working. You was late to work. They docking your pay. Right. You get me saying L train like I know where I'm going. <laughs>
1: Real nigga. quick. It's another one crazy thing about it. That's one city that's densely populated, but you kind of feel alone, if that makes sense. Don't nobody give a fuck about what the next person is doing. Every, no. Nobody's <laughs> head is on a <laughs> swivel in that city. Everybody's head is either down, straight ahead, or then they phone. Nobody's looking at the next person. I thought that was, like, strange.
0: No, that's to, to me, everybody has something going on. Even the, even, that's why they look down on people who don't hustle a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Cause in that city, if you don't go get it, ain't nothing coming to get it. Like nobody's giving it to you. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's a lot of places. But in that city, because it's so densely populated, if you're not running, you're getting run over. Like if you ain't moving, you're getting run over. Like it's not a city where you can just sit. You know what I'm saying? At least that's the vibe I get. That's the vibe I get. I'm talking from somebody from Miami who's never been there,
1: but, you know, I watch a lot of TV. No, (laughs) you're not wrong, because several people that I've worked with that met from New York, that's their biggest gripe about Miami. We're too laid back and we're not moving like they're typically moving, and they hate that about Miami.
0: I I get it. And we complain about how how people always zoom in from here to there. We always in a rush. We always in a rush. Um, but we take for granted, we take for granted um the fact that we can be in a rush and get somewhere in a rush. You know what I'm saying? Cause like you in, if you're in New York, if traffic's bad, traffic's bad. Ain't shit you can do because cars Absolutely aren't going nonsense. to move. It's like imagine 95 people all the time on every street. Like that's that's a lot of what New York is. And here I go once again, talking shit. I don't know because I'm not from there. But whatever. No,
1: but you're not wrong though. After experiencing it. <laughs> You're not wrong. You you on point.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, Frank was out here being treated like a bad bitch and shit and getting <laughs> food out for his birthday. Um, you know, shoddy a little baddie and whatnot. Um, I was listening to this podcast the other day and they were talking this this one dude, um, he was like, Men wanted to be treated men want to be treated like baddies now. And I'ma explain to you what he said. i am just gonna explain to you what he said, and I wanna get your take on it. He was like after a while you know sometimes men we want the shit reciprocated like those though he said those those just those random dates them random gifts them little cash apps from time to time little here and there just stuff to make you smile we want that shit too every once in a while we want we want somebody to be like hey clear schedule i got something for us you know what i'm saying i had a girl once Asked me to meet her somewhere to help her because she was starting a business. I may have told this story on the pod before. And um she surprised me with a with a full like spa day because she knew how stressed I was through the, through, through my through my week. You know what I'm saying? And that meant more to me than anything she ever bought me, anything I ever had from that she ever grabbed for me, any meal. Like just you thought about how stressed I was and how I talked about it, and you worked that out for me. Stuff like that means something to me. That go a lot longer than. Than than you buying me a watch or some shit, you know what I'm saying? So at least that's what I took from what he was saying. I didn't like the phrase that he used because I don't, I don't like to be referred to as a baddie you know, like that. I thought that you know the phrasing was off. The phrasing was off, but I understand where he was coming from with that. Because sometimes, especially with the mentality of most young girls, I'm not I'm not even saying women our age, um, but maybe some.
1: i about to say you could lump them in there too.
0: Yeah, maybe some Um, And I hate to put this on them girls But you know, that, that city girl mentality Of, you know, get these niggas money They ain't shit You know what I'm saying? Everything need to be reciprocated If he getting pussy you deserve some some more monetary or a trip or some shit you know what i'm saying like there isn't an exchange of dick happening when y'all fucking either but you know whatever but that's a <laughs> lot of that's that's a lot of what the thought process is lately and um i guess that's what he was trying to talk against but i'm, a, I'm a, i want to hear your thoughts on it
1: no i mean he's right uh, granted i agree with you the phrasing is off like to say we want to be treated like baddies i don't agree there yeah. But the yeah, sentiment be behind, behind it, it, he's accurate. Like, men want to feel appreciated. The same way if a guy gets you flowers or he buys your favorite lunch when you're on break for work or some shit like that. The same way that makes you feel like, oh, he's thinking of me. I must mean something important to him. Or like the example you just gave. the You were stressed and she was like, let me get you a massage to kind of relieve some of that tension. Like, that means a lot. Like, i even been in a position like that where I was stressing. My wife took me to get massaged. Um, you remember that. You made fun of me. You made several <laughs> I ain't going to post some pictures. I
0: ain't going to... So, so Frank posted this picture. <laughs> I ain't going to say what it was. But they for gonna some reason, it. for some reason, it entertained the fuck out of me. I saw it. And it's a picture of him and his wife. But for some reason, I zeroed in on the way Frank was looking back over his shoulder. And boom.
1: It's not the most flattering galore. of angles. <laughs> it's
0: not I the most flattering her of angles. Out. I cropped her out and I just, it was memes galore. Oh, man. <laughs> but that's between friends. You know what I'm saying? If it was, yeah. if this was 10 years ago,
1: oh, that doing a been heavy posted.
0: fuck Frank Friday season, man.
1: Yeah, that would have been all over the place. Hashtag oh, and all, man. but no, it, it's it's true, man. Um, for the most part, I will. Men who are taught to treat women right, we're not taught to, we're not taught to expect things in return. We're not taught to expect you know those type of things being reciprocated. You're taught to <laughs> get her flowers.
0: Right. The, the, yeah. this, I'm gonna let you continue, but the, the, but the nigga said. Because he said much like what you're saying, but he used the phrase and he was like, Enough of this suffering and silence shit. Like, we're not gonna suffer <laughs> in silence no more. <laughs> and it fucked me up. Damn, I gotta remember the name of the podcast. Or it was a clip. I was listening to another podcast, and they were playing a clip of this of what the guy said. And it was just like he was like, enough suffering in silence. And I was like, I don't, I don't know if I go with suffering in silence. But I mean, I hear
1: I get your sentiment. I get he's using um He's being dramatic, but it's, it's for... A, like, he's on the money with what he's saying. And uh, I'll be a little messy, and I'll go as far as to say this. A lot of times when, when women can't understand how a certain guy is gravitating towards, you know, quote-unquote, the A certain holes. female? Yeah. We're going to say it. The hoes, quote-unquote. The thing is, one thing all those type of women have in common They're attentive to men. So yeah, you may Mm. see her and say, oh, she got her ass all out and she's giving up pussy. One thing you don't understand, a lot of times women like that, they're usually the ones that's asking him, how was your day? Are you okay? They're giving shoulder rubs and shit like that. That's why a lot of men gravitate towards them because they're doing the little things that he would want you to do, but you don't do. So he gets it elsewhere. Dude in Marvin's podcast, all he's saying is, He's saying the quiet parts out loud. Hey, we want y'all to do it. Although social norms doesn't teach you to do that, we're saying, look, we want to feel special too. But again, a man saying he wants to feel special comes off as feminine, and next thing you know, we're a hashtag being called gay and shit. Mm. You
0: know, you know I, I saw a meme the other day, uh, and I'm going to get into that a little later. Matter of fact, do I want to get into it now?
1: Let's do it. Because you
0: introed you train, you, you were in, you intro two topics I had on my brain just now. let's do it like let's you intro we on it all right we're gonna go on both right we're gonna go on both we're gonna start here first and then I'm gonna bring us back full circle to the other one right okay um as you just said you know now they calling him gay and this, this and that and I saw a meme red flags took over took over social media this week right like red flags was fucking everywhere um, and I saw a, a red flag that was like, "Oh, if he always hanging with his homeboys, that's a red flag." He
1: gay. I see that one.
0: And and first of all, the red flags have been hilarious. I I, I don't care what nobody say.
1: When These done shits correctly, have
0: been entertaining to me, like when they when they did the the niggas who text Grand Rising. <laughs> 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 that that oh oh when the nigga be like. Alright, man, believe what you want to believe. Like, you know what <laughs>
1: I I see one that says if the passenger seat in her car is reclined all the way down, red oh, flag. Oh nah,
0: no, something up. Fuck out of here. Who the fuck? Who the fuck be sitting in this shit? Shat? Like what the fuck? Why this bitch laid all the way back like that? I'm in the back seat when I got in this bitch. <laughs> fuck.
1: At that point, don't even ask her. Just quietly get up and walk away. <laughs> This
0: girl posted She said Red flag He said I don't fuck with her She's just doing that shit To make you mad (laughs) Nah nigga (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one That shit Have you rolling Or What the girl posted Send me some pics Red flag Mm Hmm. When she got When she got A nigga listed Under her On her phone As brother And they not related
1: Oh yeah Definitely red flag when she
0: called him my bestie. Like, vibe with the bestie thing, though? <laughs> like, like, chill out? <laughs> but, you know, Red Flags was all, was all over the shit. I mean, like, you would have thought niggas was bloods at that point. <laughs> like, that shit took over. But you also brought up uh, another thing where... And I hate, because women use this shit all the time, and I guess I'm going to use it back. Uh, what one woman won't, another woman will. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. oftentimes, you know what I'm saying? It, Like, I understand. I'm all about catering to my lady. Like, I, I believe it's important. But I also have said multiple times on this podcast is that we got to pour into each other. I can't pour into you and you don't pour into me because eventually my cup going to go empty. But right. if somebody come out of nowhere from another side and start pouring in, you know what I'm saying? Like, now you upset. <laughs> 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 now you wonder why all of a sudden I was bitter, I was bitter last week. Now all of a sudden I'm in a good mood. You don't want to do something for me. I'm like, it's all right. <laughs> I ain't even worried about it.
1: Man, it's now crazy. when I ain't
0: worried about it, might be an issue.
1: <laughs> the way you just described that reminded me of this dude talking. And what he said was what you said, but it just came off in a more abrasive manner when he said it. And he was like, you gotta understand, cheating helps save relationships. And when he said that, everybody on the panel was looking at him like, nigga, you done lost your fucking mind. But if he would have phrased it like you just phrased it, it don't sound as bad. Granted, That's because I
0: use a lot of, I use a lot of hotep things like pour into me. and pour, Like girls love a pour into me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so so I just use some little hotep shit for you. Like you use that, let me tell you, when you use that language against them,
1: ooh shit. But go ahead, Continue. No, but it makes sense the way you used it. Like if you're if you're constantly if you're constantly being depleted of your energy, and Say somebody that, somebody helps energizes you, and then now you can take that newly found energy elsewhere. Then again, I understand how it's like I don't like where you're getting charged up at, but I get what you're saying. Granted, it's is it's not that simple but in that scenario it makes sense
0: right we're talking about cheating and i wanted to circle back on a conversation that we had last week when we were playing uh would you rather right and we both talked about um we had the question of would you rather catch your lady cheating or for her to catch you cheating and your answer was you'd rather her catch you cheating because women have a better capacity of forgiving in that moment, yeah. or you feel like you, well, I'm gonna speak more personally for you. You said you feel like your wife would be in a, she have a better bandwidth for forgiveness than you would in that case, right? Now, I listening to that podcast that that said thing that men want to be treated like baddies. He also said this same guy on the on that podcast panel. He said, um, if a woman leaves after the first time of catching her man cheating, she never loved him the love was never real.
1: Hmm. What do you say about men?
0: I I only heard that one clip. I oh, only okay. heard that one clip and I was like, pause, because I don't want to be influenced by their thoughts. I want us to have a conversation about it. So...
1: <sighs> Honestly? I think there's a lot of truth to that. Hmm. You think so? Yeah. I never cheated on my wife, so I'm not using myself as a personal <laughs> example Fra- here.
0: Hey Frank, love to throw a disclaimer out. <laughs> like, hey, Bruh, First of all, not talking from experience. I just want y'all to understand that.
1: Bruh, I I got to do all I can to keep my house peaceful. I want to give the folks they content, but at the same time, I got, to, <laughs> <laughs> I got to keep my I got house to sleep peaceful. At night. Right, <laughs> understood. So, um, but if relationships that I've seen from people who has been close on both sides, men being close to me and women being close to me and seeing the stuff they dealt with. Um, I could, I can easily understand a man feeling like if she left me after the first time catching me cheating, she didn't love me like that. Whereas um, he probably didn't feel the same. Like if the shoes were, if the shoes were on the other foot, he probably wouldn't be saying that. But from, again, from the, ex- the relationships i've seen when the woman was head over heels over the guy they made excuses for the cheating they you know they would sometimes they blame themselves maybe i'm not doing what he wants maybe i'm not rubbing his back like that other girl is rubbing his back maybe you know i'm not cooking cuz he wants me to cook or whatever and a lot of times they blame themselves a lot of times they uh They just make excuses for him and not go to, like, it's crazy because a lot of times when a guy gets cheated on, you rarely, from my experience, you rarely hear him blame himself. He calls her all kind of names. She's a ho, she's a slut, blah, 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 blah. Mm. But a lot of times, the girl will call names too, but for the most part, she starts to go to excuses and a lot of times she points it back at herself. Okay, maybe I ain't doing this. Maybe he felt he had to go outside the house to get this. And I know that social conditioning, but I, I can't pinpoint where it comes from. And I would say his statement to, if she leaves after the first time catching you cheating, I guess it ties into that social conditioning, whereas if a man leaves you, it's because you didn't do something to keep him home.
0: Right? Like, I, and it's, it's kind of fucked up, like, if you look at is. it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and you said you don't know where it comes from. I, I mean, it stems from, Generations of You know uh, I hate the I hate the phrasing But toxic masculinity And And you know Misogyny is the word Not toxic masculinity Misogyny I know raising my
1: daughters I don't plan on Instilling that in them I'll be sure to let them know If something happens Understand that's that person's Decision It has nothing to do with you
0: Absolutely nothing
1: You can't take that person If you need to
0: leave You can leave
1: Right and you don't have to you don't have to uh take that you don't and you don't have to take it
0: and if you need to leave you need to leave speaking of not taking it and you know leaving you know you have the right to leave Kyrie Irving <laughs> Kyrie, Kyrie Irving um Kyrie Irving for for those who don't know uh is currently sitting out uh the season uh, or like he, the New York Nets who he plays for the Brooklyn Nets who he plays for has a vaccination mandate and has said if he doesn't get vaccinated he cannot play or practice with the team and i get why that's a big story like i get wrong. the crazy thing is if i if you were to walk up to me and say hey they're going to be an nba player next season who's not going to be, I mean, there's going to be an NBA player next season who's going to sit out due to not getting the COVID vaccine. I probably would have picked Kyrie Irving.
1: You know, I wouldn't have picked him. I would have picked the dude from Orlando.
0: No, let me tell you why I would have pick Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is always anti... Like, there's always an issue with Kyrie. Like, if Kyrie could find an issue, and I'm not... I'll address the whole COVID vaccine thing after, but if Kyrie can find an issue, he' gonna be against it. <laughs> he don't like the media. Fuck him. The Earth is round. I don't believe that shit. The Earth is flat. Kyrie don't believe shit. Like if it ain't, if Kyrie ain't think that shit through, if he ain't make that shit up, Kyrie don't give a fuck. Like it, it, it can't be true.
1: I always thought when they, when they mentioned him in the Flat Earth thing, I thought he did that as, like, satire or, like, a joke that people ran with. Like, he really believes that? He
0: said, um, there's, no, there's never been, like, a real picture. He, he later apologized for this, a couple years later. But I think that was more to clean up his thing, because he had moved to from Boston to Brooklyn or wherever the hell he was moving at that time. Um, but he was like, there's not a, you've never seen a real picture of the Earth being round. Like, how do you see a picture of the Earth being round? Because you can only see one side of it.
1: What? So he just exactly. thinks the earth is cookie-shaped? It's flat. Just a circle? That's it? Like a yeah. cookie? Yeah, flat. Okay. Like a coin. But, all right, well, no need to get into that. <laughs> um, <laughs> How you make it that far in life thinking that it's just flat? It's a lot of niggas. The flat earthers are real. Olympic basketball, you traveled from one side of the globe to the other. Like at no point, you didn't look out the window in the airplane and see the curvature of the earth? At no
0: point? No. That's the horizon. That's just flat. It just looked like that because you can't see that far. Wow. Trust your heart, not your eyes.
1: Don't tell me he said that.
0: No, nah, I, I made that shit up just now. I was to say, that sounds like some <laughs>
1: nigga who cheats, something he would say.
0: Trust your heart, not your eyes. But, um, man, I I, I get why it's a big story. Like, I have really avoided all the talking heads talking about it, to be honest. Like, I really don't have enough time to sit down and watch ESPN and everything else like I used to. But I'm gonna get your take on it, and then I'll give you mine.
1: Okay, those are a couple of talking heads. I wanted to catch what they were to say on it. But much like yourself, I didn't have time to. Uh, read up on what people were saying I read some articles and I saw his Instagram live to to get a better understanding of where he's coming from with this and honestly um I don't agree with them like with all the information that's out with 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 all the medical professionals speaking on the vaccine um with all the pro- with all the professional med- uh, medical professionals speaking on COVID and the effects of it and everything like that for people to still come out and say oh they need to do research Or they're still trying to figure things out It's all bullshit. It's you're just looking for a confirmation bias. That's it You're just looking for something to that that goes along with your opinion and then you're gonna hang your hat on that And it's like if you don't want to take the vaccine for for whatever reason you're free to do so but the Mustangs. whole point, yeah, you're free to do so. But the whole thing of, and I guess this will fall on the media for constantly shoving a camera in his face and wanting his opinion. Now at that point, yeah, now you guys are the one that's being annoying. He made his decision. He understood what was on the table, which was uh, I want to say an a hundred and forty eight million dollar, uh, contract extension. If he mm-hmm. chooses to forego that, then that's on him. If he chooses to not get the vaccine, and be subjected to million-dollar fines, that's on him. No need to keep putting a camera in his face and asking him so you're not going to get vaccinated. If you don't want to get it, fuck it. He doesn't have to get it. Let him deal with that shit. We don't need to see that. There's so much other shit going on this NBA season that's exciting and better basketball news. Like, dog, talk about that shit. I mean, if he doesn't want to get it, and that's the thing, I think people should have their right to be stupid and to be wrong. And if yes. that's what he chooses to do, then that's fine. See, I'm I'm not going to call him stupid. I'm not going to call him stupid. But I agree with what you're
0: saying. I, I'm going to agree that he has the right to not be vaccinated. And he works for an organization who has the right to have a, a vaccination mandate. That is their right, too. Lucky for Kyrie that he's financially stable enough That he could give up his career, if that is his choice, if this all leads to Kyrie giving up his career, and I don't necessarily believe that's how it's going to all, you know, end at the end of the day. I do believe we'll see Kyrie Irving back on the court again, likely this season at some point. We were required to get vaccinations to go to high school. I mean, to go to college to play other sports. You had to get certain vaccinations
1: in public school. You had to get shots.
0: Even playing this sport before you got to the league you're in, you had to get certain vaccinations. You had to let a nigga cuff your balls and ask you to cough before you got to the league. You probably still got to do that in your normal physical when you go you, when you play basketball.
1: And he played the sport on an international level. I'm pretty sure you can't travel to other countries without getting some form of shots or vaccinations. So, why now? Um, and
0: and and that's why at the end of the day, I'm just like. You either get the vaccination and not attend. I mean, I mean, like at, at this point, you you could do what you choose to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, right? I'm good with it. I I hear. I I did see a small clip of Stephen A. Um, calling him stupid and all sorts of stuff, throwing away his career and all of that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in the name calling. Him. That's his choice. Like he want to choose to do that. That's his choice. There's a lot of, and what I want to say to the people who are rooting for him and telling me that I saw someone compare this to Ali. To, uh, no, I saw, I saw someone that. comparing this. Oh, wow. That's crazy. I saw someone comparing this to, to cap people saying women need to have rights to their own bodies. mention tell women what to do with their bodies and all that, you know, that whole shit going on in Texas with the abortion laws and all
1: this shit. We should have dummy on for that topic. Man, because I have a I have a crazy theory about that.
0: Okay. Um. <laughs> <I know>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. It's one of those kind of theories. Actually, I told Delmi, and she was like, "You know what? That's kind of interesting." But whatever. Ready. Side note. Ready.
0: Yeah. Side note. Go. You want to hear? It? I know. I I know we're supposed to be here for us for a good time, not a long time today. But go. What's your theory?
1: So the whole abortion thing it is not about women it's more so about race and the reason i say that is because if the population in the us continues to grow in the pace that it's growing you're going to get you a keep lot going. of huh keep going okay. you're keep going to get a lot of uh mixed race babies if you will and more mixed race babies meaning the white population no longer being the majority race that It once was. So they would go from being 70 cent majority to now they would no longer be the majority race. It would be Latins and African Americans. And if they no longer have their strength in numbers, they can no longer control the laws and the political positions that they control now. So forcing people to not have abortion is their way to stifle the growth of other, well, not to stifle, but to To do their best to maintain the growth of the white population. So it has nothing to do with, you know, making things hard on black women and Latino women. That is just a a side effect. You guys are just, you know, innocent bystanders in their greater plot. Because if you look at the people that's pushing these laws, they're all old white men. They... They couldn't care less about a woman's body. The only thing they care about is being in power. And what's power to them? Voters, numbers, bodies. The more white bodies they have to, say, preserve these issues, the longer they stay in power. And that's my theory. It has nothing mm-hmm. to do against women. They, could, they couldn't care less about women. It's more so about making sure that white people maintain the power that they have now. I know it sounds crazy, but it makes sense to me.
0: Okay. One, yes, it sounds crazy. <laughs> I want to make that clear. The second thing, the reason why it sounds crazy is because I have the exact same theory. No fucking and way. I've never fucking talked about it. No I talked about way. It with other people. <laughs> I've talked about it with other people. I've never talked. We've never talked about it on the pod. We've never had talked about it offline. We've never touched this specific topic, even when the whole laws and stuff were going on. We just haven't had a conversation regarding this, right? Um, But that is my theory too. Um, It's because if you look at where where these things are really happening, yes, there are black and brown women being affected by this decision, right? And by I think the the estimation is by twenty forty. That if uh-huh. rates continue to go the way that they are Which is part of why building the wall is such a big thing It's part of right. why it's, there's, you, there's a larger you, agenda happening Now we said like I'm Kyrie mistaken, There's a larger have, agenda happening
1: I'm sorry But If you look on the Canadian border You have a large number of people Immigrating across that border As you do the Mexican border But you never hear about building a wall or stopping those immigrants into coming into this country. Do you? No. You only hear about Mexican immigrants, and then you hear a little bit about Cuban immigrants, but we understand the wet foot, dry foot policy, so a lot of them get to stay. But then you hear about Haitian immigrants who they always send back. So it's like, damn, they always send back the immigrants that wouldn't check the white box on a census report. Interesting, Mm. isn't it?
0: All right, guys. This has been another episode of conspiracy theories with Frank and Marvin.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Back to the (laughs) regularly scheduled programming.
0: Please do, Um, but yeah, yeah. The only the only thing that I think the the Kyrie thing hurts like I don't think it hurts him. It does hurt the organization, but the main two people I think it hurts the most, or at least the people who I think got fucked over the most, Katie and James Harden. Yeah, because they 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 all they came to play with him. They came to play with him. It was, he was there
1: first. Oh, he was. I thought they all went there at the same time. But yeah, if that's the case, then yeah, it, it it sucks. But it sucks for them. But at the same time, I think even with just them two, you if them two are healthy, you still have a very solid shot of making it oh, to the hey, finals. Yeah. But don't get oh, me yeah. wrong. Kyrie is no slouch. If he's on the team, then as of right now, if minus the whole him not playing thing if Kyrie is healthy and everybody's going into the season healthy and and everything they're the front runner in the east over Milwaukee who won the title last season they're the front runner so i it, i i can only imagine what it's doing to the teammates is like look we came so close even with all of us being injured Kevin Durant damn near dragged us to the final he played his heart out and we got so close and Harden wasn't able to perform like he normally plays. You was out, so you mean to tell me if we could have another crack at this with fresh legs, you're not gonna give us that chance? So I can I can easily see his teammates being incredibly upset with him. But again, it's his choice, his body, his choice, right? The only thing I would want I'm curious about. The people that's siding with him, I wonder, does he notice who are the people that's kind of vouching for him now? The Ted is the the Donald Trump Jr., um, the the lower Laura Breitbart, whatever her name is, like these are the people that's coming out and speaking in your favor. Do you really think they care about you, or do you think you're helping them further an agenda? And if so, like, what's your opinion on that? Exactly,
0: it's like it's like when you say something homophobic. And you're like, nah, I didn't say that. But then like, people like Boosie and T.I. come and support you. You got to be like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's at some point, back. if
1: somebody agrees with you, it's like, hold up, you know what? Maybe I did fuck up. Because if that nigga saying that, <laughs> <Like, I says>, Because <laughs> if I was an athlete and I say something, and then these motherfuckers, if Ted Cruz is like, yeah, I stand with Frank, then I'm going to have to say, you know what, hold up. I probably did say some fucked up shit right now. Let me think about what I just said. Or if or what I said didn't come out right. Cause if that nigga is saying he's on my side, I'm on the wrong side. You remember when you remember when Chance the Rapper, we talked about it, we named the episode after it. When Chance
0: the Rapper was um, he was saying something. This was post uh George Floyd and everything. Um and he was saying something. He was like, I'll die on this hill. Uh and then uh what's his name? What's his name agreed with him? The guy that uh, Damon from 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 Friday After Next. Oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> fuck, what's his name? Terry. Terry Cruz. Cruz. When Terry Cruz agreed with him, he was like, "Oh, running the fuck off this hill." Like <laughs> you're right. <laughs> you know, sometimes you got to read the room, my nigga. Like, hey, something off.
1: Something uh, yeah, off. that nigga's always on the wrong side of shit. And if he's on my side, then maybe I need to look at myself.
0: Yeah, I need to let me look and see who's standing. Sometimes you gotta look. Yeah, look, look like who's standing at standing with you on the front lines. Like, yeah, yeah, this ain't it. Hold on, let me let me switch <laughs> up. My bad, my bad. Y'all look, y'all look friendly. My bad, I ain't mean to be over here like that.
1: Right, maybe I was tripping. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> this episode of the Samurai Professionals Podcast is brought to you by our proud sponsor, FND. F&D, we're more than just clothing. We are the culture. We are the people. We are you. Visit us at FND.com. That's E F E N D E ecom To save 10% on all purchases, use coupon code SamuraiPro at checkout. All
0: right, we let's dive into uh let's dive into the Chappelle special.
1: Did you get a chance to see it? I did. I watched it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, what's your uh, what's your take on it? You,
1: yeah. I mean, and the funny thing is, I saw it. I would say two or three days after everybody else seen it. Um, well, probably a little bit more than that because I just saw it within the past forty eight hours or whatever. So I got a chance to see a lot of people's opinions of it before I saw it. So, but yeah, I saw it with with other people's perspective about it in the back of my head, so I kind of went into it with a couple of expectations, thinking I was going to hear certain things. And to my surprise, what I thought I was going to hear, I didn't hear. Um, Dave Chappelle, he's... Everybody knows he's a comedian, but his style of comedy isn't like, you know, a Kevin Hart or a Cat Williams or anybody else. He He more so... He tells he gives social commentary with jokes sprinkled in, if you will. So he, whenever he does his specials, there's a bigger point to what he's making while while he's on stage delivering the message. So yeah, you're going to get jokes left and right. However, there's a bigger picture he's painting. And I think in this special, a lot of people miss the bigger picture he was trying to paint. And the thing is, he What's referenced...
0: What's the bigger picture he was trying to paint that you feel like... I'm going to get that to that. you feel like they missed? Okay.
1: I'm going to get to it. Um, In his last special, he even made reference to what he was saying. And in this special, I think he came into it with the um, with the angle to trying to clean up and really kind of put on foot street what he was trying to say. So, and that bigger message being is... Uh, How can I phrase this? So in his previous specials and this special, he talked about the LGBT community, which a lot of people felt that he was punching down on that community and making jokes. Which to which he, in my opinion, which he makes clear that, no, I'm not punching down. So in order to punch down on somebody, you have to think you're bigger than them or better than them. I'm not punching down, I'm punching across. I see you guys as equal. And then another point of his special, he goes on to say, if you listen to me, you would understand I never had an issue with you. My issue has been with white people or, in other words, people Which in was power. was one of the
0: funniest jokes. One of the funny. One of the funniest jokes. Like, to me, that made me laugh. Because I right. was like, duh, if you've been paying attention to him all these years. That's all these his hits. thing.
1: And then another thing that he said that I felt fell on deaf ears, he's like, I'm not mad at the LGBT community. If anything, I'm envious of you. Because look at the progress y'all made in the short span of time y'all made it. And then he goes and tells a joke. Maybe if Dr. Martin Luther King told the du- told everybody in his I Have a Dream speech, you know, dash yourself some baby oil and wear booty shorts, maybe we would have progressed further. So, I felt in this special, he wasn't coming at the gay community at all. Yes, they had, he had jokes for him, but it wasn't jokes to demean them. It was, the bigger picture he was painting is, hey, y'all made some progress, but what I'm really after is this. It's not you guys. Okay, and that's what I got from it. I don't. I didn't okay. see him punching down on the community. I think in the last what 15 minutes of the special when he talked about his friend who was from that community, I didn't. Some people, some people saw that as the you know when a racist person say, "Well, I'm not racist. I have a black friend." You ever heard of a phrase similar can, to that? I can. I
0: can. I can, I can see that.
1: I, I didn't see. see the, I didn't. See, I wouldn't put those two in the same category. Like some people try to make that comparison. I didn't. I, after watching it, I didn't take it as that. I took it as this: a, a person from your community actually took time to understand what I was saying, and they learned that I'm not against you. It wasn't that. Hey, he's not racist. He.
0: It's the same thing.
1: It's not it's the, the same, same thing. thing it's not it, the same it,
0: thing it, it's not completely the same thing like i get what he was trying to say but i can understand how someone could take it as oh i'm i can't be transphobic i had a trans friend and because of your bullying because she supported me as trans that you know i'm not saying y'all made her kill herself but she killed herself days after y'all bullied her you know what i'm saying so i get how people could feel that way you know what i'm saying spoilers but if you no haven't watched point- it no no but you can't tell people how to feel about that. You know what I'm saying? Because you can,
1: you can at, draw... At the, what I, point did he tell people how to just feel drew about the comparison that. to it. At what point what did he tell people how to feel about that?
0: He didn't. No, no, because you're saying you don't... I'm, I'm going to let you finish that statement. I wasn't referring to him. Because his... Let me speak on... I'm going to speak on how I feel about it now. Okay, go ahead. So, of the Netflix specials, this one was the least funny to me. It was funny. Still better than... Plenty of niggas comedy. For, we're talking probably the greatest comic of all time. So for me, when I say this special, just of the Netflix specials, this is probably my least favorite. It didn't hit for me as much. He said a lot of funny shit. I followed it all the way through. I thought it was funny. I just don't think it was as funny as everything else. And I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not saying he crossed the line because not. I don't agree that he crossed any line um, but I do understand that people could have felt a certain way. When you already feel attacked by a certain person, sometimes it's just best to just leave shit alone. You know what I'm saying? Like Sometimes it's best for people to just, you said how you felt, let's move on. But I know that he was trying to prove a point. Literally, the last three specials have been him kind of driving this particular point home. The The cancellation thing, he's been like, that's his thing. Like, he's he really was attacking people being canceled more than he was attacking a specific uh, race, creed, gender, um, you know, your lifestyle, all of that. That's really what he's really attacking is people being canceled for this, people not being given the chance to grow because of this and that. Some, similar to what Kevin Hart has made a lot of jokes about lately. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of comedians have been in that realm.
1: You make a great point. And he even, when he was talking about his friend. And excuse me if I I misquoted. He says something along the lines of, "I understand." He says something along the lines of, "It takes one to know one." So he understands the plight of people from that community because he comes from, you know, from someone trying to cancel him. And when he talked about when his his, his like, how can I say? In the last, I want to say, 20 minutes, he tried his best to... I'm not going to say he tried this, But he tried to really clean up where he was coming from. He tried to get people to understand that I don't see myself as better than you in any way. In fact, I see myself as coming from a similar struggle than you guys. He also doesn't like cancel culture because he felt that well, that's what happened to him. And he compared canceling someone or removing their ability to earn money akin to killing them. That's why he took the baby situation personally, or at least it felt like he was taking it personally and saying, hey, look, don't abort the baby or whatever. And then he also mentions empathy being a two-way street, saying, hey, look, if if somebody says something you don't like, you shouldn't go off and cancel them. There should be some form of understanding. And the same way you would try to understand someone you're compassionate with, if someone who says something that offends you, maybe you should show some compassion for that person So understanding. Because even if they are coming from an ignorant place, it may not be... They may not understand they're causing harm to you. And that's what I took from it. And I understand that's a hard concept to swallow because once you're offended, once you're hurt, you go on the defensive or you even go on the offense and you attack back. So that's a hard concept to swallow that showing empathy for someone who didn't give you that same em- empathy or that same grace when they first right. uh, created that uh, that contact with you, in a sense. So I get that. I just think his the whole message of him attacking the trans community, that's the only thing I didn't agree with. I'm not saying their feelings are invalid. And like you said, um, you can't tell somebody how to feel. Um, Especially and-
0: if I'm not a part of that marginalized group.
1: Yes, uh, yes, right. But at the same time, he's not coming from the angle saying I'm uh, I'm part of the same group as you. He's coming from the angle saying the struggles that you're going through, I went through them. And I can understand your struggle because it takes one to know one. But like you just said earlier when we was talking... I, what do you,
0: wait, 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 wait. What struggles has he gone through that Dave have See, I, I, I try not to compare the struggle game with anybody, I I never try to compare a black person's plight with a white like like I never we always compare to the to the majority, even in statistics as in economics, everybody is compared to the majority, which is usually the white man. Um, it's had this many women to this white man, like that's that's just that's how that's demographics just life, are built. Period. That's just life, right? Especially here in America. So, but I never try to compare one marginalized group's plight. With another marginalized group's plight, like I never try to say, well, as a black man, I've gone through this, I've gone through that, because as a black woman, though she's black, she still has a different plight than I do. You know what I'm saying? So I I try not to, I try to understand people's people's position, like I try to put myself in my, in their shoes, to an extent, but I never try to say I completely understand what's going on with your take. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't get, I don't have to live in your skin.
1: I think when it comes to the struggles of people and groups, if you will, I believe it's a Venn diagram. There's some overlap. There's some things that you go through in your struggle that I may go through, but we don't see everything the same. So as a black man, as a black person, me and my wife are going to see the same struggles. However, me being a man and she being a woman, there are some privileges I'm going to have that she's not going to be privy to.
0: Ready? As a as a two black men sitting on this podcast, went to the same school, had very different, had very different perspectives of how things worked out. And and the one of the things that make us different is that you're Haitian. I'm I'm African American. You know what I'm saying? Like that's your that's your little distinction between you and me, right? Right. But the way you may have been treated by being Haitian when in the 90s, in the 80s and 90s, when that shit wasn't cool, quote unquote. Right. could be very different from the way I viewed life growing up you know what I'm saying right all the stupid fucking jokes and all that other shit you know what I'm saying like we could have lived we literally lived adjacent lives but have very different perspectives because of just little small things that are different in our in our life yeah
1: there's there's always going to be little very little variants that you know that, that 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 scopes your your life experience into what you are today so I understand and I respect the opinion of not to compare people's struggle. I agree to a degree. You can't compare it apples to of apples. Course. However, it's... <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's, that's, that's I, I didn't expect you to agree with me.
1: I agree but to agree, a degree. Agreeing so, to a
0: degree is your thing, so go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just think it's more of a like a diagram. There's some overlap. So I think you have to be careful when you're going to do that be specific on what you're comparing. Talk about so if you're if you're gonna say, um, I understand where you're coming from, because as a black man in a marginalized group, I came, I I have experienced this, and I see that you're also experience experiencing this. So in this regard, you know, I, I, I see your struggle, but at the same time, understand that there are things that group goes through that you don't quite see or understand. Um and I just think there's... Uh, maybe he didn't deliver his message I correctly. I don't think he did. And maybe, like to you said, that group already feels hurt from him. So they're not being the most receptive right now anyway. So yeah. maybe even no, no matter how he tries to paint it, no matter how calmly he tries to speak, long story short, they ain't trying to hear it from you.
0: That And he said this is the last time he was going to talk about them. And I really hope so because I feel like the last three specials, as he's dived deeper and deeper into this topic, they've become less funny to me. And I'm not doing that from a judgment of what he said. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of tired of the topic. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can still be the funny, like, he's still the funniest comedian on the planet. I'm not saying that he's not. But I'm just kind of, like, the specials, quality-wise, funny-wise, have slowly gotten, like, I, I don't, I won't rewatch that, and I've rewatched most of the others. That's just that's how I that's how I judge shit. If I will rewatch it, it had to be good. You know how many times I've seen Pimp Chronicles in my life. many times I've rewatched Cat Williams tell them same jokes, I probably could tell them word for word to this day because of how great that was. You know how, how seriously funny that that special by Kevin Hart. Some of those those first two specials by Kevin Hart, classics, classics, instant classics. But over time, Seriously, because funny, he hasn't changed, grown his,
1: little man of like his two best ones.
0: Yeah, because he, has a over time, he hasn't really changed his content. Like, I, bro, I don't really, I really don't care. I like, there's only so many times you could tell this joke.
1: Or just talk about your family, period, especially now that you're a celebrity, and we saw you go through real shit, and you didn't bring that to the stage. I think a lot of people kind of took a step back from him in that regard. Um, I, I hold. Kevin Hart in high regard. I have a lot of respect for him.
0: Yeah, 100%. I appreciate
1: his comedy. At the same time, I can understand people wanting to get more from you and not get more. But um, going back to Chappelle, I'm not going to argue with you and say this isn't his funniest piece of work. But where I do differ from you is I appreciate this one because I don't think after any one of his specials, we had... And when I say we, I just mean we as a people, just not just black, just, just people, period. Had a conversation on this topic for this long and to have people on opposing sides of... I haven't seen too many insults being thrown back and forth from one side of the fence to the other. I've seen a lot of people defending Chappelle, saying, hey, you don't understand it and trying to get the other side to understand it. And then the other side trying to get people to understand. So I see... This as being a spark again to op- opposing sides of the fence to come together, and I appreciate that. That's all I'll say to that.
0: Okay, okay. Um, let's talk about something that I'm sure we're not going to disagree on. John Gruden's leaked emails.
1: What did okay? So did you did you see the email? Did you read it or anything? Did you I know what the contents some, of the I, email was?
0: I read I read an article with excerpts of the email.
1: Did you get a chance to read what those excerpts was what he said? Yeah. Okay. So what was your what what was your first thoughts? What did you think when you when you read that?
0: I'm not shocked. Those are my first thoughts.
1: By what exactly?
0: By If I was to tell you you never watched football before. If I said picture a white man who coaches football who may say some racist or homophobic things never seen him before you probably pictured john gruden <laughs> <laughs> he looks chucky looks he looks a little racist i mean if if you had to
1: <laughs> he fits the bill
0: <laughs> he fits the bill like if if you were looking for somebody who maybe owned a, a all white robe a pointy white hat And if you took the white hat off, he looks something like John (laughs) Gruden.
1: When I read the email, emails, it was multiple excerpts. This is is what came to mind. One of the things that jumped out to me was how casual it came out. Now, we've all said some... We've all said some... Something that we know we wouldn't say in public or we wouldn't say to a large audience. Agreed. Right? Um, we know who to say them to. Like, for example, um, early earlier in the podcast when me and Marvin started recording, I made a couple of nigger jokes with the hard ER. It was between me and Marvin. Marvin told me he was uncomfortable with that. I never did it with him again. So the thing is, people when they say some gray area shit, they kind of know where to say it. And the thing is, with that conversation me and Marvin had, he made it clear, hey, yo, Frank, I'm not too cool with that. That makes me uncomfortable. You get what I'm saying? Now, going back to this Gruden email, he said those things. He said um, he spoke about a black man. And he spoke about his lips being as big as Mission tires. Then he called um, Roger Goodell, which is the NFL commissioner. He called them the F word. Then he's no be specific
0: uh, with the F word, the one that rhymes with maggot, correct?
1: Yeah. I, is there another F word that I'm not thinking of?
0: Fucker, fuck. Oh no, no, like I would have said F-word. that
1: though. No, he he called them <laughs> yeah the F word that rhymes with maggot. He called them that. Then he he then he accused. Uh, Roger Cadell For pressuring a, a Another NFL head coach For drafting a queer Which is Michael Sam Who came from Missouri Um right. right And then it was one more thing I want to say maybe Oh He was sharing nude photos Of the cheerleaders Now One he, he This is emails between him And like The Washington Football team's president It was like a high ranking Member of that Franchise, for you to be that comfortable to do all that shit with this person tells me that's the culture among the people among the talking heads at the top. That's what I got from it. Like top, breath. this is this is our culture. This is how y'all get down, and and from that, it it makes me wonder. Like, damn, what if Cap never took that settlement and he forced. Um, he forced that trial to happen because it wasn't just with the owner of the 49ers. He 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 was suing all the owners. Right. And then their emails and text messages would have been submitted for discovery. So even if Cap would have, even if they would have proven, which I highly doubt, there was no collusion, all this racist talk, all this misogynistic conversation, all this bullshit that they talk, all of that would have became public knowledge. And then A lot of the shit that people assume, we would have, it would have been confirmed. So this is just a small snippet of what we think how the whole upper head or the whole talking heads in the NFL operate. This is just a snapshot of, like, confirming, like, yeah, we already, we already assumed that we already believed you guys operated like this. This is just confirming what we already knew. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was, like I said, I read it, wasn't shocked. Wasn't shocked at all, especially with it being associated with the Washington Football Team's uh, whole investigation that they got going on. Because he, these emails were only they only looked into him because he had he shared emails with someone who they're who they're investigating for sexual harassment and all that. It was found in discovery of other shit with a team who had a racist name in it for years and people were fighting to get it off. And now for two years, they can't even figure out what the fuck their name's going to be because I don't believe they have an official owner at the current moment, right?
1: So They're all screwed up over there.
0: Right. So that's why we're calling them the Washington football team. Of, of all things, Why two years you can't figure out a fucking name just to go with the colors. But that's a conversation for another day. Um, I I wasn't shocked at the end of the day. Shocked that Chucky's Chucky says racist shit? No, no, I'm not none of that. None of that's good.
1: What's something else that a lot of people are bringing like to is like, hey, when the racist comments came out, y'all got an apology from him and y'all let him coach that Sunday. Now sure did. Yeah. Now when the when the emails came out about him, you know, saying the F-word and calling people queers and stuff like that, when that dropped, now he resigned. And some people argument is like, why, why was the racism worth an apology and the other stuff is worth him getting fired? Why didn't the racism hold the same weight as the other stuff? I find that interesting.
0: I believe he was not keeping that job past Sunday.
1: He shouldn't have had it Sunday. He shouldn't no, have no, no. let go immediately. I, I, I
0: just don't think, I think even if he never had came out, I don't believe he would have had a job the next Sunday.
1: Oh, so you felt he was gonna get fired regardless.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was one of those or like, hey, um, finish, could you finish up your paperwork and come see me in my office? It was one of those. <laughs> like, one of those, okay. Like, <laughs> I want finish your files. Like finish, finish, finish with doing what you're doing. But when you're done, bring them to me and then uh come see me in the office. Bring your bring your laptop, please. <laughs> <laughs> one of
1: those. I just hope the the investigation continues and they find more shit. I mean, I know it's gonna be messy. I just want to see the mess. That's it.
0: See, I, I, I don't I don't really live for the mess, but I totally understand where you are coming from. <laughs> not gonna lie, I don't really live for the mess. But I, I don't totally live for the mess neither, you feel the way you feel? Every
1: now and then, I like seeing messy shit. Every now and then, when somebody dirty laundry hit the timeline, you don't kind of go through the thread a little bit and be like, "Oh shit, no, I'm the only one." I, cool.
0: Sometimes it depends on on who it is and if I care enough. Um, the Raiders are already a team I really don't care that much about to be honest I ain't even got no fantasy players on that team I, wait I got Hunter Renfrew I gotta matter of fact he is the f- the Raiders crazy shit has mm-hmm. the first openly gay player in it and he, and he was their coach
1: and I I never understood the whole thing with Michael Sam because you had Mr. Rogers at Jackson I mean at, at a pat-a-right. Mr. the Woodshop Rogers? class
0: no I never had that class
1: Okay, well, Mr. Roger was teacher. he played in the NFL. He played for the. You Dolphins. told the story. Oh, I did. Okay, so homosexuality <laughs> in the NFL wasn't a it, it wasn't nothing new. So why not sign? It's just Michael not talking about.
0: Right. It's just because he was openly talking about it. That's all. So who gives a fuck? People. This I don't think. Remember when we cared. talked about the whole. Remember when we talked about the whole R. Kelly thing? People did not give a fuck about black girls. The most oh, shocking yeah, shit that, that came out of that trial was the fact that he was messing with little boys. And all of a sudden, he's like, oh, because, you know, we don't fuck with that gay shit. I don't fuck with that gay shit. Nah, nah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's when that's when people feel disgusted by something. When he supposed a snitch on somebody. Dog, I'm not worried about fucking R. Kelly. I don't even want to make this transition, but I want to transition into some music real quick, but on the better things. Matter of fact, before we transition to music, I know he was hearing a lot of, lot of like, Music in his head And a lot of birds flying around I'm talking about Deontay Wilder When he woke up and got off the mat um, mm-hmm. By far Probably one of the best fights in the last 10 years I'll say that mm-hmm. This this Deontay Wilder Tyson Fury 3
1: uh, Wait, To me it was one of the best Floyd fights and... No Floyd fights aren't that exciting
0: that I, I knew you were gonna say that. That's why I was I was you cut you cut yourself off before I could. Cause yes.
1: Because I had, had to had, think about it for a second. I'm like, the last Floyd fight that was really exciting was him and the British guy.
0: Right. Floyd has had bigger fights. Yes. Bigger fights in like everybody was talking about everybody's talking about this fight because honestly, I think this is one of the best fights we've had in the heavyweight class, probably in 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 multiple decades, but probably this is probably the most exciting fight. With the proper buildup that we've had in in at least 10, 15 years
1: for heavyweights, or you're saying period, period. Okay.
0: At this level, at the level of popularity that this fight was, I'm sure. I'm sure it's a little. It's a it's a cruiserweight right now, scrapping the fuck out of a nigga right now, and they having like a good scrappy ass fight. But they're not on this level. Yeah, not like weight class the wise, but popularity fight. wise.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. I said people like to see the big boys fight.
0: I just don't. I I I think this was, I think this was probably it's gonna go down as like one of those. I would rewatch this fight. Like when they do the thirty for thirty on on their trilogy, I'd rewatch this fight because I I thought it was, because we didn't expect Fury to go down and Fury went down twice in the same round. Like we was like, oh shit, Deontay might have a, this nigga might have a little shot. Like you know, because we had we had started to give up a little bit. I ain't gonna lie to you, but like round. Three or four, I was like, man, he knocking the fuck out of you. But come on, bro. Do it for the people.
1: (laughs) No, man. After not this last fight, but the fight before that, when Deontay landed, a, I mean, a clean shot on Fury, and he got up like he was Michael Myers or somebody, I was like, okay, if he could eat a punch like that, Deontay ain't going to beat this, man. I agree. Cause he can throw <laughs> hands, but damn, he could take a punch too. Yeah, he gonna beat that.
0: No, I mean, and, and I gotta I gotta say both both fighters had heart. Cause both fighters were knocked down. Deontay was like knocked senseless, but you could tell the nigga had, the nigga had heart. The nigga was fighting his ass off. Got to give you gotta give him that. What's funny? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's Just funny hearing you say the man was knocked senseless.
0: He, he, Bro, he was not senseless. He did not know he was in the ring half the time. His body was going through natural jazz. Half the time? (laughs) Yeah, because at least the first... There's at least six rounds where I thought he was there. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you still saw some fire in his eyes.
1: I'm not going to lie, man. You remember the Martin, Tommy, Hitman, Hearns episode? Yeah. Man, them side-by-side pictures of Deontay on the rope and Martin on the rope. It wasn't pretty. It hey. wasn't pretty. Hey, man. But like you said, I'm, though, I mean, he went out and he fought strong. He fought hard. I mean, I don't think anybody should lose any type of respect for him. He did what what fighters, what champions do. He he went out and fought, fought hard for his. But Sometimes I, you I mean, just
0: run into a better fighter.
1: Right. It happens. And again, yes, I get it. Fury doesn't look like your ideal championship heavyweight boxer. But he's beaten a lot of impressive fighters. I mean, he beat Klitschko, and then he took some time off, and then when you came back in the ring, he beat Wilder. He was going to fight Joshua, but Joshua duck- ducked him, and then Joshua got his ass whooped. So now Joshua isn't even... He's not even an in opponent the that, he, that he should have been. Yeah. But shout out to uh, Fury, though. Oh, did you see the video of him singing uh, the song Juicy? Who? Uh Tyson Fury. He was singing a song Juicy. No. Nah, you see that where he,
0: where he says the N word? I heard yeah. about that. Um bro, like I said I was rooting for the black man. I root for the black man the whole time. I was just like I know you can't see him black man, but swing, you might hit him. You might hit him.
1: I <laughs> like mean just, even if he did him, man, Tyson Fury could take a punch so it wasn't.
0: He 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 got his ass twice. You can't say he didn't get his ass twice. He nah.
1: did and he got up both times. What you want him to do?
0: Deontay got up most times, except for that last one. <laughs> <laughs> Soon as he hit him, I was like, before he hit the ground, I said, he gone. <laughs> like I just <laughs> I had already stood up and started picking up. I had like a I had had a little drink. I, I had already stood up, started picking up my cups and you know, throwing shit away.
1: <laughs> I, started but telling before, everybody, all right, y'all boys.
0: Hey, before, as he slowly hit the ground, I stood up, um, make sure my shoes was tied. I looked over. I had already I had already saluted my daughter. I was like, all right, y'all boys, y'all boys. All right, hey, hey, boss man, I need you to uh I need you to let me out.
1: <laughs> yeah, you park <laughs> you behind me. Out. I'm gonna need you to move your car.
0: Please. And when I got in my car, I heard he had finally hit the bat. So <laughs> it is what it is, man. Um I respect the both of those guys. And you know, as 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 all fire, you know, when 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 the nigga get his ass whooped, but he was he was scrappy. We always give you the, like you know, he ain't win a belt, but
1: he got heart. <laughs> you know, he got he got heart. Whenever they said a dude got heart, mean he lost. They never yeah, he lost. You never hear they describe the champion with heart. No, ne- never hear. Yeah, no, yeah, you know. they do. They call it the heart of the champion.
0: He showed the heart of a champion.
1: Heart of a champion. They don't say he got heart. They say he has the heart of a champion. See that last part of that sentence is the most important. Okay, words mean things. You right, for right. Me. Let somebody say, yeah, Kobe had heart. What you mean, heart? You a damn that take offense to that. The fuck you mean he got heart? No, Kobe is a champion. That's it. We already... It, it goes without being said. He has the heart of a champion. He's a champion. You don't... You don't stop that sentence with, he has heart. He has heart as people who lose. That's what it is.
0: Right. Ah, man. Speaking of... uh, You know, because Kobe got the rings. You know, he went back to back.
1: Um, Three... Ten- what? Three... Three-peat and then two-peat. Should have been two Should have been two three-peats, but neither here nor there.
0: Hey, It is what it is. Boston got day one. Fuck them. Um yeah, fuck that
1: Boston team. God. It, Anyways. Still.
0: Yeah, man. But um, speaking of back-to-backs, Summer Walker is back. I want to talk a little new music real quick, but Summer Walker is back, and she getting ready to drop this album. Have you seen the the promo for this album so far? Pictures and shit. The pictures, the, the, so she literally has the track list. She hasn't fully released the track list, right? Mm-hmm. But she has the dates that each of the songs were made. Interesting. So, and it's because we've seen, like, if you've been paying attention to summer, you've seen her go through. Shit with, with, with London on the track Her, her, yeah, her baby's a, father She
1: had a, a nasty public breakup with him She's she's one of those And I think that's part of it We talked about this Being a celebrity now You have to be uh, transparent And a lot of people saw What she's she was going most, through with that She's one of the most transparent Right Yeah.
0: So if you look at the track list At the dates Like a quarter of this album Was written before the
1: breakup A quarter of the album
0: Three, I mean 75% of that seventy five percent.
1: of juicy, angry shit,
0: <laughs> nigga. Nick, as as I'm a fan of Summer, cause I love the, I like the first album. I thought that first album was fire. I'm a fan of Summer Walker, but I'm gonna tell y'all, it's about to be a long cold winter for niggas, <laughs> cause music sets the vibe for the seasons, and she potentially about to fuck up a lot of y'all little relationships. That's Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> Them little rocky relationships Like you know Y'all y'all already heard You know I'm cuff daddy And you know Cuffing season is here But that shit might be short lived Cause summer drop in November
1: I mean I, I'm never the type to To uh, celebrate somebody being hurt Or a broken relationship However There are certain music. people With a broken heart They create magic Like If Adele gets her heart broken, nigga, Nigga, I'm excited. I know. She did. I know. In November,
0: we're supposed to get an Adele album, a Summer Walker album, and a Scissor album. Nigga, it's over (laughs) for
1: niggas. (laughs) When them women are heartbroken, my God, they create magic.
0: Nigga, you know the vibe is going to be? You have a pull up to the crib. After a long day, you pull up, you pull into the garage, and you hear music playing real loud. You you're not even, you don't really know the song that's being played, but you hear it like it feels familiar. You open the door and you hear something like, like "Not Gonna Cry" Mary J. Blige or or Keisha Cole. I Should Have Cheated, and she blasting it real loud and she cleaning up.
1: Nigga, it's over for you.
0: You almost don't eat. You walking out, you be like, hey, hey, babe. And she barely look at you and hit you with a, hey.
1: <laughs> nigga, it's over. Like, they, they know, oh, let me go get some flowers. Let me make this up. Nah, nigga, you lost.
0: <laughs> you be feeling different around the house. Like, hey, just look. Remember how we say, you know, some days you just get up with the, you know, the vibe is off. Let me go clean the bathroom. this That's one of them days where you be like. <sighs>
1: that's one of them gonna, days when you the remembered the days you should have cleaned the bathroom. Yes, this is this is though that's the day where you re, you recollect everything. Like, damn, I should have cleaned the bathroom that day. I should not have did so much this day. That's the day where you go over the playbook. That's your Monday quarterback day.
0: Exactly. <laughs> now imagine that vibe, that that coming home vibe, where she specifically put on that song, to that being what's played on the radio every day going to work and coming home. She going to come home with a full fuck that nigga attitude. Okay?
1: What's your best heartbreak song?
0: Best heartbreak song? What are you asking me? So you saying like what's the best heartbreak song I've ever heard? You okay. Or are you asking yeah. me or are you asking me what I think is like a woman's best heartbreak song.
1: No, no, no. Like Women the, or the song I ever... listen
0: to when I'm fucked up.
1: Yeah, when the time you had your heart broken the most, the time you was fucked up the most, what was the song that captured your pain the best?
0: All right, it's two songs. To me, that My Heart by Tank is one of the best. He, he talks about how, you know, he still announces he's home when he gets in from work. Um... Just you know, used to the thought of you know her being there would erase like all the craziness from his mind, and you know, he still sees his sees her pictures right next to the bed. Still smells her perfume that she used to wear. I I know the lyrics, so the the life I had with you was all I know, and my heart won't let it let go. So my second song is probably from an artist you you're not even going like when I say his name you are gonna be like damn. So my second breakup song is by Marcus Houston, actually, of all people.
1: Yeah, absolutely right with that reaction. I would have never guessed him.
0: (laughs) Uh, My second breakup song uh, is by Marcus Houston. It's called Miss Being Your Man. And, like, he's like... he, He literally chronicles how niggas think going through. So, like, he's like, day one, you left, and I'm officially back up in the game. Day two, I'm feeling cocky, and I'm out here doing my thing. You know what I'm saying? And then day four, he say he tripping... Day six, he, he, he been playing mad and he ain't left his house in days. Like, like, it's like one of those, like <laughs> the way he chronicled it. I was like, nigga, I've lived this shit. Like, this has been <laughs> me. Like, <laughs> so those are like, if I had to say my, my two, my, my breakup songs that resonate with me the most, those would be the two. I know it's a little bit off the beaten path, but y'all know my RB head. I'm always go to a deep cut.
1: Those two are, no, neither good. one of those
0: two are, are, are top singles or any of that shit. But those two right there.
1: No, those two hit. were deep cuts. They weren't no, they weren't no, nowhere near single status. But it doesn't take away from it being a good song, though. Is what I'm saying. The two that I picked was actually singles. Um So Sick by Neo. My God. I I hated that song because. It hit on every point. It was so true. And I fucking hated that song. And that's the thing. If I hated the song, that's what told me how good it was. Cause it's like I relate to this a bit too much. It was Neo, So Sick, and then that Trey song, Worst Heartbreak, Worst Feeling I've ever had, or some shit like that. Fucking Can't despise it again. that Trey songs, he had a song called Um Worst Feeling That I Ever Had, or some shit like that. It was always on the fucking. It seemed like they played it just as much as they played a Drake song, <laughs> dude. That that's the last thing I wanted to hear while going through it, and it was fucking horrible.
0: Yeah, Neo, 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 can write a a, a song break, like like right. a breakup song. Like he had "Do You," where he's like, "Man, I just wonder if you ever, you know, if you ever even think of me." You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm going through.
1: You know what I'm saying? If there was anybody I could write a song like, if you, if they if you were to ask me, hey, if you could write a song like any artist, who who would you write a song like? I would say him. I think he's one of the best songwriters. Period.
0: It for me because I'm R B head. It would either be him. Babyface. Don't face, pick a goat
1: like. G- See, I know he's gonna pick a goat like Babyface.
0: Babyface or Tank is mo- Tank is a monster with a pen. Tank is written for a lot of niggas y'all don't know about. Um, and maybe Jermaine Dupree.
1: He's another. He's another. Uh, do you know he's in a songwriting Hall of Fame? Yeah, yeah. I I knew that when it when it happened. I just shouldn't have asked you that because you're a music guy. But I did, I found that out recently.
0: During that whole thing back and forth with with him and Puff. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, yeah I like one like, of like his a responses producer to like
0: Puff. you. You produce in a different way. I'm the one who I can I can t- I can touch the dials. You you produce in the day, you bring the vibes, you hire the right people. That's you. I'm the dude who writes the songs. Uh, what how how Jay, how how JD said it? I write, it? The, I write songs the songs, that, songs the that, that the whole world, world sings. Yeah. And he said that in like ninety in 98.
1: <laughs> yeah. Puffy said, I don't write rhyme, I write checks.
0: Hey, I mean, I'm not gonna argue with that shit either.
1: Yeah, I mean but, don't get me wrong. They're they're both great at what they do, but they don't do the same thing. Right, um, but uh, it's it's gonna
0: it's gonna be a little rough for niggas, guys. I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. Summer is the the queen. Like, if Drake's the king of captions, Summer's the queen of captions. Okay, do you know? Do you understand how many how many captions and man, fuck them
1: niggas. <laughs> we gonna we gonna see all over the timeline. She had a couple, not too long ago, like a couple solid captions that she had folks saying. I can't think of them right now, but but no, she's a beast. And I can't Yo, wait to my homegirl drops.
0: Man, that's going to change the world. But, so the second, so there's only she only released the names of two songs on there. There's a the second song that she had, like the number two song, the number two on the track list is a song called X for, X for a reason
1: When was and you this know, one written? you know how Huh? That was written before Or after the breakup?
0: I think it was during The back and forth Okay Because it's okay. called X for a reason Because It's called X for a reason And the fact that she pulled This particular person in it You already know it, it's, it's, it's coming through strong Because the person Who she has on it Is JT from the City Girls Mm. That's track two, my nigga. <laughs> track two.
1: Oh wait, I this think shit. I seen a promo pic of her and JT. The, nice
0: the song drops. I mean, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad. It definitely got a like. <laughs> <laughs> and in the song, it's called "She Was an X for a Reason." Like she, like I guess it. it to, to me, it already puts me in the mindset of, oh. The ex was still trying to call. She was still trying to. He was doing a lot of back and forth with the ex. You know what I'm saying? Because she was like, "Hey, I know she was singing <laughs> on your dick, but I, I'll go over there. I'll go over there and air that shit out." Like that's, cl- that's, when, that's pretty much what JT is saying.
1: <laughs> that's when you're in relationship purgatory, where you kind of wonder if you made a mistake by ending the shit. Motherfuckers tell you like, "Hey, if it's in, don't go. Don't go backtracking." Now she had to remind us of, okay, that person was an ex for a reason.
0: Nigga Nigga one of, <laughs> one of the lines said JT says I got that nigga in a figure 4 You the help You the service He don't need you no more Did you get that bitch? Sit back Cause a real bitch will pull up and click clack Like this is earth- Nigga this track too And if the tracks are in the order of how shit happened Nigga I think And I'm putting a lot on this
1: I know I'm finna put a lot on it. Don't tell me about the compared to Lemonade.
0: No. Nah. Nah. And I'll be one, as a Beyonce fan, that'll sit up here and tell you, I don't think Lemonade's her best album. But, I'm saying the way this is gonna chronicle certain things, it's giving me the way we felt about confessions leading up to it. hmm You remember how so much we had saw so much happen in the news about him cheating on shit? Like remember, remember, and that that was before Twitter. Like we were getting that shit from Word Up
1: and And magazines. Shit we heard at the barbershop. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. but and then I mean to come out with that single. I mean the song "Confession" was such a hard song,
0: and that was part two. (laughs) (laughs) I, I think I think this is gonna hit for girls in a different way, especially girls who. Either, you know, they single, recently went through a heartbreak, or a relationships still a little rocky. You know what I'm saying? Like we ain't on solid ground.
1: Even girls who probably ain't in a position to be relating to the song is gonna relate to it. If a nigga didn't respond to your DM, she's gonna relate to this album. And yeah. it's like, baby, you are not in the same position as Summer Walker right now. But you wanna, <laughs> you you wanna share the hurt feelings too. So okay, cool. Go go through it. Go ahead.
0: Hop in. Do you?
1: <laughs> so we gonna have hurt, angry women with Summer. Then we just gonna have all out, just hurt and sobbing, crying women with Adele. And what, what's SZA gonna give us? What kind of hurt women we gonna have with her?
0: Nigga, Good Days is a sad song, actually. It just has a good vibe to it. The song Good Days, which I'm sure is on the album, it's a sad song. Like, if you listen to what she's talking about, it's not like some happy, some happy shit. It just got a good vibe to it, and it it looked good, you know, in the background of a girl TikTok, TikTok dancing or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what kept that song feeling so upbeat, you know, because you could play it, you know, chilling out of brunch.
1: But Oh, so we going to get the hurt women that think that, that plays out like they okay, but we know they hurting on the inside? That's the type of hurt oh, we women we're going to get?
0: We're going to get a... The second track, the only other track, is the very last track on the, on, on on her album, which is called Sierra's Prayer. And it's narrated by (laughs) Sierra. Nigga, (laughs) you know how all the all the girls been like. I wonder what Sierra prayed to get her Russell Wilson.
1: Oh shit! Oh, so here we go. If that's if that's what the track gonna be, (laughs) nigga. Now that my God, now quotables from that shit is gonna be all over. That's gonna be all over everywhere. And what if there's a nice beat to it and that shit bumps? That's going to be at all the brunches over the winter. Just women praying for men. For men to do right. <sighs> Nigga, it,
0: it ain't. It ain't. It ain't. It ain't. It It look like a cold winter.
1: <laughs> so we cold had hot world, girl no summer. Snuggie. So what we going to call this winter? We had hot girl summer. What this winter going to be?
0: A Jergens ass winner, my nigga. <laughs> a Jergens ass winner. Ay, 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 man. I'm not right, gonna lie, man. that's
1: hard. I'm see, she shit like that. Tell me, man, these artists be paying attention to what the fans were. Damn, Ciara Prayer. Cause when you first said it, I didn't I didn't click. It didn't click with me. I didn't get it. But when she started to break it down and say, Yeah, you know, all these women was asking Ciara what the fuck she prayed for to get her Russell Wilson, then it's like, oh shit. That is a dope fucking concept. Tells me she's been paying attention.
0: Hey man, look, look, you don't just go from fucking niggas like Bow Wow and Fifty Cent and the Toxic King Future, and then get you a Russell. Like for one, it, it probably wasn't just a prayer. You know, she had to go through some shit. Clearly, but
1: she n- did. Girlfriend, dated won. Future. I mean, he was the yeah. trial and tribulation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> the trial and the tribulation, he was both of them shits. But yeah, man. Yeah, all man, we can hope be, for
1: is if, if future put out some shit toxic to counteract all this shit. It's gonna be a cold
0: man, and you know they've been begging for Sierra's prayer. So Lord have mercy. <laughs> they've been—they were been like, "What is Sierra been? What I wonder what Sierra prayed to get her Russell
1: Wilson." You know that, she, like oh now. God. If, she, if she's dropping bars in that shit, boy, I mean, forget about it, bro. Forget Nigga. about it. Good thing people don't leave voicemails no more. Could, could, could you imagine the amount of voicemails that would have been left on people's phone of that stupid, I don't even want to call it a stupid prayer, of that prayer.
0: Whew, scary times. All right, man, give me a give me an old school vibe of the week.
1: Bubba Sparks, ugly.
0: It's gonna get ugly in yeah, here, yeah, cause it's about to be my nigga. <laughs> it's about that was to be a hard ugly, song, nigga.
1: man. That white oh, boy rapping man. over Timberland beats. He was nice on the microphone.
0: I fuck with Bubba Sparks. I, I like. I, I think his two, his two, his two singles that had came out during that time.
1: I was fucking with. I even fucked with the album he came out when he stopped fucking with Timbaland. He came out with Deliverance. That album was straight to me, too. Deliverance was a vibe. All right. Right. Man, I fucked with Deliverance. No, I'm sorry. He was still fucking because Timberland is on that single. My bad. But it wasn't the same vibe as Bubba Sparks, uh, his debut album. It was a little different. It was more mellow. Not as clubby, if that makes, a sen- uh, if that makes sense.
0: I think I'm going a, I'm to a go with... I'm gonna go with the Marcus Houston song. That take me back because now I'm gonna play it when we get off here. Like I'm in a full breakup. I'm not, but <laughs> I'm
1: gonna, I'm gonna play because go I ahead wanna just hear play it. it loud. Huh? I'ma play it too, cause I wanna hear it.
0: It's bro, I'm telling you, you're gonna hear him chronicle it? You was like, damn, yeah, this was me. <laughs> like, like <laughs> nigga, I really ain't leave the house today. Like, nigga, nigga, was trying to ask me to go somewhere and I was like, nah, man, I'm you know, I'm I'm straight. <laughs> I'm straight today.
1: I remember those but, days. But
0: uh But yeah, I'm going to go with Miss Being Your Man.
1: Give me a new school vibe of the week. Adele, easy on me. I love Adele. There's no further explanation beyond that. Nah, nah.
0: I'm mad because I haven't heard it yet. Like, I'm really... uh, I meant to stop and listen to it while I was at work, but work got a little busy today. Um,
1: There's few people who I stop what I'm doing to listen to their music. She's one of them. Mm.
0: Yeah, Adele's amazing. She's she's amazing, and on top of that, she's just as big as a member of the Beehive as I am. So love Adele. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go across the pond too, uh, but over to Africa. I'm gonna go with "Damages" by Thames.
1: Okay, Afro beats.
0: It's a vibe. Like last week, you put us on to that uh, to that CK song, "Big Vibes." Big vibes. Right. I and didn't realize how much like I liked this song. Before you gave it to me And then I was like Oh this is my shit I've been listening to this So now I added it to the playlist Big vibes Big vibes Beautiful song Um, Listen to Damages I think you'll I think Tim's is actually the The She was the person Who was on the song With Wizkid In the song of the summer You know we all know About that shit Okay But uh She's gonna be here This weekend Her, Her and Wizkid Are here this weekend Here in Miami I wonder if I could probably get a ticket to the Sunday show. I'm gonna look into it. I'm gonna look where into where they're performing it. at. It's in Wynwood. Oh, really? Some spot in Wynwood. I just I saw the uh, I just saw a flyer for it on the gram not too long ago. Okay. Before we close out, I want to say uh, just as a as a creator, and this is me speaking for me. I'm not speaking for Frank, but I, he is a creative as well. Um, but as a creative man, y'all y'all. Y'all sometimes don't know how much, how much work and sacrifices go into these at this current moment, our 40 minute plus podcast. Um, but man, we 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 work hard to make sure we give y'all the content. And as much as we enjoy doing it, we enjoy the interactions that we get from other people. So I just want to shout y'all out and ask y'all to, you know, tell a friend to tell a friend. You know what I'm saying? When we when we post, y'all repost. You know, look out for us. We look out for you. We have no problem in reciprocating. You know what I'm saying?
1: And if y'all want to keep the conversation going, again, if y'all don't agree with something, please let us know. We, Me and, me and Marvin aren't above criticism. We aren't above learning. Um, the things we talk about are things we care about. And we're always open to uh, learn and expre- expand and broaden our horizons. And we look to y'all to help us learn things we didn't learn and know things we didn't already know. And to so like Marvin say, we uh, appreciate the the feedback. And those that do connect with us, we greatly appreciate it. And it, it it really does brighten our day. Like whenever Marvin gets a message from somebody who says they listen, he shares it with me and vice versa. And we always go back and forth how... What it means to us. So, again, from the bottom of my heart, and I' pretty sure I could speak for mark for Marvin when I say this, from the bottom of his heart as well. We say thank you,
0: a hundred percent, man, a hundred percent, and and help us keep growing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know. I don't want y'all to be like, damn, why y'all boys stop doing the podcast? Hey, how many times you reposted it, nigga? <laughs> like, how many times you helped us <laughs> shit? <laughs> like, eventually, hey, you know, niggas don't want to just be shouting in the dark, my nigga. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? All right, we want it to grow too. So, you know, help us, we help you. We get the content. Um we this is our this is our version of please like, comment, subscribe, all of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yes. you can still do that on the apps, on all the apps that you listen to us on, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on all of that. We normally don't do a lot of these call to actions. This is impromptu. Frank had no idea. I forgot. I was. I had thought about doing this a couple podcasts ago. I just, you know, I feel like we got something. Like, we really starting to hit a good stride, and we got something really going here, and I just want to keep pushing that out. And I know a lot of us, it feels like a... I love that it's a close-knit community. All the samurai professionals and all, our, all the listeners and everything... But, you know, as much as it's close-knit, it can still feel that way with a couple million listeners. That's all I'm saying.
1: Oh, man. He's aiming for the sky. Okay. I'm with it. Yeah, nigga. Yeah, nigga. Mama mentality, nigga. Always.
0: But, Frank, you got anything else you want to bring to the table? No. Uh, we. How could you? We've talked for almost two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not the original plan.
1: No, but, it was not.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, and all those in between and outside of those constructs, this has been another episode of the Samurai Professionals Podcast, the podcast where two young professionals bring issues to the table, and we chop it up. I'm your host Marvin, aka Young Sane, out here trying to be somebody's son to somebody's daughter, Mr. Unproblematic, but I'm still a problem, that man beyond Charles Flex Xavier, Captain African America, we don't aim to please, we aim for the head, and the man to the right of me can only be.
1: Who else but me? It's the F and F and D. I be who I say I be. It's Frank. I didn't feel like going through the whole spiel. I'm with you, bro. The <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can email us at the samurai Podcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at the samurai pros. Hit us up with any comments, questions, and topic suggestions. Um, and Much like Marvin said, please like, subscribe, and retweet and all of that shit. Share it. We, we want to connect with the world. You can reach me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at I Can Only Be Frank. And where can they find you, Marvin? You can find
0: me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Marvin X Adams.
1: This has been another episode of the Samurai Professionals Podcast. Peace. Peace.